All those accessories will be lost in time, like tears in rain. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 217, for the week of 20th of April 2016. I'm Ben, and ably assisting me tonight are... Adam. John. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by BAM Kapow Collectibles, Davy Boys Toys, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the NECA Terminator 2 T800 Endoskeleton Figure, the SH Figure Arts Sailor V, and the DC Collectibles Green Arrow and Black Canary Statue. Gentlemen, here we are, gathered again for another show. How are we? Well, alive. Well, I, I have no choice but to go with John first. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mr. Nerd? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Just, okay, that's excellent. <laughs> Just, okay. Work's, been a, work's been a little crazy, so. Oh, okay. What, what's the weather like? Um... It changes day to day. Uh, we had some snow the other day, and it was almost uh, seventy Fahrenheit yesterday. So, okay, uh, I'm checking um, in because we're we're just on the start of autumn, but we've had deceptively warm weather. But we've just had that you, sudden you mean shift. Fall. Yes, fall. sorry, yes, yeah. yes. We've just come up with hot, and we're into fall. So, <laughs> so I just have to check in to see how things are turning on your side of the globe. It's very nice. It's very nice. Hmm. Excellent. Well, it's actually very nice here as well, so it must be just the time oh, of year. I was actually thinking about that last night because I was outside with the with the pups and looking up at the stars, and I was going, they can't see these the way I can. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> the stars are different here. Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good. How are you, Captain Handyman? I'm okay. Um, I haven't done anything particularly Handyman that I can think of, but yeah. <laughs> Busy with work and um, trying to fight off this stupid cold still. Uh, yeah, it's starting to get around at my work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can just keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how about you, Mr. Scotty? I've got two you know, going okays. Are you better than okay or are you just okay? No, I'm, I'm good. I had a super busy week because I mentioned last week we were doing a product launch this week, so it was busy but good, all positive. So I was feeling pretty run down yesterday, but I've picked up today, um, which is good because I've got to do it all again next week in another state. So, um, But, yeah, good. But I'm slightly traumatized at the moment because um, <laughs> I just uh, had to – was forced to watch about five minutes of Dance Moms before I came in. Hey. And um, mm. that's just enough to – it's just bad. Is it an American version of it, or is it the Australian version of no, it? No, it's it's the American Dance Moms. Uh, I don't even know if that's still on here. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> um, the it I just don't understand. I do not understand why people want to watch things like that. Mm-hmm. In my family, I have no idea. So. I don't understand why people want to watch things like you know, um, Ghost Hunters because it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
hey, you know, Ghost Hunters, you know, like it's been renewed for its fifth season because, you know, this is going to be the season. This, this is going to be the one where they finally get that footage. Because, you know, they've been so successful in the first four seasons. <laughs> or like, you know, capturing Bigfoot or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, yeah. Get that one I don't one. understand. This will You've be- had this read before, haven't you? Oh, I rant about this at every opportunity. I rant about lots of things at every opportunity. Never. <laughs> no, I do. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's not, not uncommon. You're so quiet about it. I know, I know. Yeah, keep my thoughts to myself. Speaking of yourself, how are you? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. It's uh, school holidays where I am, and ah. uh, uh, dear Mrs. Shake has um, taken the time off this week to spend with the tadpoles, but... Um, being Saturday today, we went off to something family-oriented, and we went to see Zootopia. Oh, which, um, yeah, look, it's uh, it, it's a good film. Like, it's I certainly don't think it's warranted the the, the sheer amount that's taken at the box office. Like, I don't think it's a you know a breakout animated film by any means. It's just fun, um, but it's not right up there. You know, in, in certainly my top ten. But, yeah, it was mostly enjoyable. But uh, it had to be one of those situations where, you know, I pre-purchased the tickets online so I could choose my seats and, you know, we get there early despite having three tadpoles. We get in, we take our seats, we get comfortable, we get everything, then the lights go down. And then there's that guy with the two kids that turns up and stands right in front of us going, oh, excuse me, are you in the right seats? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Oh, how do you know? Because I can fucking read. <laughs> and, and like you know so if you could you know just kind of like go away now and uh so so is this hj and 10 no this is m oh oh we're in the wrong aisle kids oh okay thank you yeah oh <laughs> but anyway <laughs> well so that was the highlight of my day <laughs> what a day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Nah, that's all good. So anyway. Did you just stand up? I mean, you're tall enough that I I thought he would have moved. I just don't move. I just kind of sit there and try to ignore them because, you know, I know they're stupid. (laughs) We have these big, um, you know, big backlit maps of the the seat, you know, of of the cinema as you walk in. So you can actually stand and look at this illuminated sign and hold up your ticket and see where your seats are. So, so you know, you should be able to sort of count the rows or something. But anyway, people. Yeah, that's right. People, people. Uh, all right. Well, we've got lots to talk about. Maybe we should get on with some articulated news. What's that? The Digimon adventure continues with Digimon action figures, trading cards too. Digimon! Each sold separately from Bandai. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And I think, um, Scotty, you can kick things off. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Um, First of all, 
I have got the latest in the um, Twitterhead Monsters line. So they've been doing um, maquettes, I think they call them, of all of the uh, classic Monsters TV characters. And in each one, they're one six scale statues, I apologize. And Grandpa Monster is uh, going to be up for pre order on the 21st of April. So um, just about at the time that this uh, show goes live. Um, as always, there is a black and white version and a color version. Um, I The black and whites, to me, uh, look better. But, I mean, they're both really groovy. And um, if you were collecting the whole set, I think this will um, really add nicely because he's sitting in a chair, so he's got a bit of levels there. He's got a little cigar happening. Um, I think these just look fantastic. Don't they look great as a set? Oh. Like, if you were a big Monsters fan, you know, you you would have to be um, so excited about these because they are groovy. What's really nice about these is, uh, as we've talked about each of these uh, when they've been solicited, we've, you know, said, wow, doesn't it come with a great accessory? But now seeing them all together with all those accessories... Um, I just think that that really makes this like this is a, a, an absolute fantastic diorama. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, and then I've got a couple of things from the One Twelve Collective line that uh, we've been, or well, some of us have been quite excited about. This is the Mezco um, six-inch figures with uh, high articulation and fabric costumes, etc. First of all, they've given us a behind-the-scenes of the Green Arrow figure right. that is coming up, which I am super excited about, and even more now that I've seen this, because mm. they've basically shown us all of the different um, bits and uh, pieces, all the different accessories. Looks like it's going to come with a bucket load of extra hands. Um, you know, this is hot toy-level hands here. Um, and uh, also, they've shown us the... Uh, some glimpses of the fabric, etc., for his hood, which looks fantastic. Um, yeah. o- only thing that I'm, you know, still not 100% sold on with these is it does look like they're casting the flesh tone, like the plastic in the flesh tone, which to me really always mm. reduces the um, kind of sense of quality. So whether that is actually the final piece or what it looks like in hand, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. But I'm definitely excited about this. So am I. I think Green Arrow looks fantastic. And, you know, everybody's got their favourite version of Ollie, and I think this kind of book combines elements of, um, you know, several. I was looking at his boots, and they look extremely modern, but then for those people who like the hood, we've got the hood, um, so it's not quite Longbow Hunters because, he's you know, he's got the mask as well. But, um, yeah, you mentioned the, the skin tone, and I actually wonder whether it will be cast in flesh colored plastic but because of the price point we get some sort of subtle uh highlights to the skin like we don't just get that generic plastic doll skin tone we actually get some sort of hot toys um you know levels of of enhancement i guess to sort of you know give it that um yeah tone tone i think yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wait and see. I, I, I'm still really excited about these. I think that um, yeah. it's the one thing that might pull me back a little bit from being as all in as I feel like I want to be at the moment. Um, but mm. the, the detail with the um, both 
the figure itself and then the um, costume, the accessories, etc. looks super exciting. No, very nice. John, is I there like any, any character that um, that could join this line that would make you buy one? I might get this one, actually. <gasps> really? I could see that. But I, I, I will get some. Collective I will gasp. get the Punisher one. Punisher. I, I was, I was, um, I actually had debated on the the sideshow one, the the mm-hmm. the, the six scale one, and um, I, I like the idea of the scale a little better. So, and the price point's a little lower. So, um, I know I'm going to get the Punisher one. Oh well, very Ooh. good, very good. Ooh. Now, um, this I think is going to be a more controversial. Um, item, and this is still from 112 Collective, but they have announced a variant of the upcoming Spock figure. It's that the Spock figure that's kind of already out there because they gave some of them away at New York Toy Fair, but um, us plebs are still waiting for the mm-hmm. official release. Um, and they have announced a variant, uh, which is of Spock from The Cage, which is the uh, unaired pilot, the original pilot of Star Trek. Um, so this is him in his gear from that costume, sorry, from that episode, uh, with also a slightly different um, hair style as well. Yeah. And The uh, eyebrows are different too. Yeah. Oh, they are, you're right. The eyebrows are also different. And the price is different as well because this is an uh, exclusive that is being carried by Vegas Dead Dolls. Um, and uh, it's going to run you between 159 and uh, 200 US, depending on where you order it. Um, so, not for me, um, mm. both from uh, the source material and also the holy dooly, the price, hello. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really hope we see some um, dedication from Mezco on this one because if you start throwing out Star Trek characters and you lure people in, you know they're going to want the whole team. So, yeah, oh, I mean, I think that there is a there is obviously a question mark. The fact that they have done solicited Sulu um, yeah. says to me that they will. You know, they will get there, um, but obviously there's a question mark with this right across the board because they are doing lots of different licenses at once, which I actually think is one of the appeals of it. But then yeah. whether or not you can count on it being completist, it's like you know, they was it last week we talked about the Frankenstein, you know, so does mm. that mean they're going to do all of the monsters or you know, um, it's uh, there's not really a clear roadmap. Um, certainly a lot of solicits, but uh, this is. This sort of thing is never my never my favorite thing in collectibles. I don't really understand why it needs to be that expensive. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know. Mm. Well, it'd be nice to know how many of those are actually making. There may not be that many of them. Yeah, you would think that it is uh, rather limited. Um, so he does have the cool. Um, the laser pistol from that episode, and also his communicator is way, way different. Huh. And, and they would have tooled all those accessories for this, so that's kind of cool. I haven't seen that for a very long time, and the black jacket doesn't ring bells for me. I don't really... <laughs> I semi-remember it, but I thought it was more gray than black, but I could be wrong. Okay. So which of these figures is the first one to actually hit? Was it the original 
solicitation of Spock. I'm just wondering when those first reviews are going to start uh, hitting into webs, etc. Um, well, there are some out already because, like I said, they did give some out to press mm. press at Toy Fair. Um, so uh, whether those are the same as the final production pieces or not, I don't know. Um, yeah. My, I've had mine on pre-order at Big Bad for a long time, and it says this month. Um, yeah. But we'll just have to wait and... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what hits first because Justin and I have Judge Dread on pre-order. So yeah, yeah, mm, very good. Cool. All right. Well, well thank you, sir. And uh, Adam. Hi. Hello. What do you so got? I will start us off with news that Mondo are doing a two-pack of Ninja Turtle Mousers, and they are allegedly one-sixth scale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know, um, it's they look really good, but um, it also means that you're going to have to go and get one six scale Ninja Turtles if you don't already have them. Oh. Yeah, I think this is great. The fact that they've been soliciting those one six scale turtles with all those fantastic accessories, and uh, you know, I naturally just assumed that they would move on to Casey Jones or, or Shredder, but uh, you know, these are great little accessories. Twenty five um, bucks each. Yep. So it's a two pack is fifty dollars compared to it's about what one hundred and sixty bucks or something for each turtle. So mm. you, if you're going to invest in all four turtles, you may as well go and invest in a mass buy of mouses. That's right. Army built those suckers. Yeah, that's it. So it's actually was... pretty cheap price to be army building something in one six scale. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Is anyone else disturbed in the solicitation images? There's a photo of a mouser facing off with a rat. Oh, dear. Hmm. <laughs> they do look good with the turtles, though. There's a, a shot of one of the mouses with um, Leonardo, and they look great. Yeah, mm. they do. I wonder if Eddie's going to invest in these, because I know he's um, he's got a, at least one of them pre-order, and I've certainly hovered over the pre-order button a couple of times on the Sideshow website. Mm. I was trying to figure out if there was actually a blue LED in that mouth, but I guess there isn't. Yeah, it was um, in the um, shot with Leo. He actually looks quite illuminated, but I think it's a trick of the lighting. It's just like metallic blue. That's pretty clever. Mm. Kind of picks up the light. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Since each one's got 20 points of articulation. Mm. Wow. That's 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 a lot. Mm, it is for something like that. Yeah, for it's that, those yeah. toes. I, yeah. I think the toes are articulated, which gives it yeah, a cool. no. bit of a boost. I'll be out in time for Christmas. Hmm. So, moving on, we are sticking with one-sixth scale accessories, and this is the uh, E-Web Heavy Repeating Blaster for any Star Wars one-sixth scale collector. So this is the um, the big kind of, not quite minigun, but similar... Small machine gunny looking um, device with its big power pack feeding the juice in, and uh, it's all in shades of grey with little bits of black, or a little bit, sorry, all in black with little bits of grey, um, kind of gunmetally colours, and uh, there's little bits of wearing around um, some parts of the base and some parts of the barrel. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Scotty, were you getting the snowtroopers? Uh, no, I, I've got to, got to, um, draw the line somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've, I've got a limited amount of space for, um, 
this stuff. So I'm trying to stick to main characters and mm. uh, and I'm not an army builder, so yeah. Mm. I wonder if um, the snowtroopers sold out because I imagine when they advertise something like this, it kind of piques people's interests in the the snowtroopers as well, and uh, they'll go and get those in preparation for having this gun. I must admit, I I had this uh, in the three and three quarter, like the original release, way way back as a, a wee lad, and uh, I actually loved it. I thought it was a, a fantastic setup. I was always um, quite taken with Hoth, and the, the snowtroopers in particular were um, a favourite. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't rule out ever having one. I just didn't kind of pre-order. Um, some of this stuff has become easier and, like, more cost-effective to actually buy in Australia just because mm. of the uh, exchange rate at the moment and the uh, greater prevalence of hot toys just at, you know, uh, well, not I wouldn't say retail, but at your specialty shops here. So yeah. it's there's not the same kind of pressure to kind of think, oh my gosh, I got to pre-order this. You can kind of wait and see. So yeah, yeah, oh. that's right. I mean, it's not cheap either at 160 US dollars for an no. accessory. No. So oh, I won't be buying this. I'm talking about the storm. I'm talking about the snowtrooper. Not, not yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. I was just thinking. Mm, yeah. All right. I'll happily so, get that for a Christmas present. <laughs> yep. I don't need so, even see the snowtrooper listed. Must be sold out, maybe. Oh no, that's the first order one. Let's see. Well, hmm. all right. I'll get Ar- I'll get Arnold on it while you keep talking. Good stuff. Okay. So moving along from three uh, zero, we have another one sixth scale item, which is Prometheus from the upcoming movie Victor Frankenstein. Uh, Prometheus is what most people will know as uh, Frankenstein's monster, and um, this is. An interesting piece. It's it's not quite what I would call gruesome compared to some other things, but it's sure not pretty. Oh, I'm too scared to even look at it. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just a Mickey Rourke figure. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done. Oh dear. Uh... Yeah. So he's he's got all the uh, scars and stapling going on, and bits of metallic nipple implants. So he looks like he's fairly well articulated as well. He does have that um, that foible of the figures that are actually kind of the the covered in a plastic skin thing, where the elbows look wrong, look a bit wrong when you start flexing them because of the the way the plastic sheath bends. Mm. Who's um Who's the actor under the makeup? Good question. Like Merle from The Walking Dead. I'm, I'll get Arnold on that. Mm. Oh, at least um, you know if you do flex the the elbows or any of those joints with this figure, it doesn't look that awkward because of the rest of the body looks yeah. odd anyway. So at least that's disguised. But it's certainly beautifully rendered. Like in terms of the the engineering, I'm quite impressed. Mm. So he does look odd though. <laughs> he looks like kind of a um, you know, like a, a you know Victorian era strongman. You know, he's like he's got his leather speedos on and. Yeah, and some of the um, the side-on profiling shots just it shows that he's got really sunken eyes and cheekbones. Just the way the foreheads and nose stick out, and then you can see nothing else of the other side of the face. Mm. Yeah, this is interesting. Well, I mean, it certainly looks good. I don't know anything about the film. I don't even know why he's called Prometheus. So I don't know what the connection is there. Mm. Daniel Radcliffe has played Igor, but this guy's played by somebody. It looks like he does mainly uh, those kind of characters. 
because mm. I've seen some of the films he's been in. His name is Spencer Wilding. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we'll see if keep the, an eye out. Yeah, if the movie's any good. Yeah. And uh, moving on to my final piece of news is that in October this year there will be a figure art zero of Kid Boo from Dragon Ball Z. So this is the um, original and final form of um, Boo, uh, without going into too many details. Um, after getting the crap beaten out of him and having all the other people that Boo's absorbed removed, he turns back to Kid Boo and uh, becomes more dangerous than he was at any other point, pretty much. Uh, so at this point, um, you know, he's, he's got uh, a big charge-up kind of power effect going with uh, looks like he's about to throw a bit of a punch or a key blast, and that's swirling up from underneath him, and he's uh, jumping up in the air. So I think this is a pretty good item, but, you know, it's it's a figure-out zero. I'm not super keen into them, and uh, Boo's not exactly one of my favourite characters. Now, ob- obviously, I know exactly what you're talking about, but Clearly. what is a figure-out zero for those people that don't know? Yep. So this is the essentially static statuey figure art line. Mm. Um, there's no articulation whatsoever on them. They're they're about the same size as a figure art ish um, in terms of scale of the piece. They're a little bit bigger, but not by much. But yeah, so they're typically uh, the figure or the the character in a pose with a bit of an effect background going on behind them to support mm. them. Hmm. I must admit, when you, you buy from these guys, you do get spoiled with those effects. Like some of these figures come with amazing accessories, and that looks great. Yeah. Hmm. Um, just going back to Spencer Wilding for a moment. He, <laughs> of course, of course. He reportedly is playing Darth Vader in Rogue One. Hmm. Is he? A, is he? Must be a large chap then. He is very tall. Yep. Hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Sorry, that was a delayed comment, but that's because I was trying to find oh, Hot Toys. because Arnold takes taking his time to talk well, to that boy. He's still sorting out the stormtrooper, the, the snowtrooper thing. Where at the moment we don't think that Hot Toys has actually done uh, original tri- trilogy stormtroopers, only first order stormtroopers. So mm. snowtroopers. Oh, whatever. The, no wonder <laughs> we're having trouble here. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Sideshow's done a snowtrooper. Yes, yeah, Sideshow snowtrooper, but we can't find Hot Toys original trilogy. No, Hot trilogy. Toys hasn't. Has not. Mm. Well, then why did you get me to get Arnold to find out if you already knew that? No, I was on the sideshow one was sold out. You asked me if I got the snow trooper. Hmm, I didn't say hot toys. I was just asked if you had the side, you know. Got it. The snow trooper. (laughs) I I, I didn't give you a branding with which to attach to said snow trooper. You're right. That was my my misunderstanding. Uh, All right. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Adam. And uh, John, looks like um, Funko couldn't sell their six-inch Game of Thrones, so... I, I, I don't know. I like the six-inch ones, but um, they, uh, we knew these were coming. These are the three and three-quarter, um, and it's obviously Game of Thrones, but it seems like their first wave is all based around the wall. So um, you got Jon Snow. Uh, Ghost actually comes in a, a separate release, so he's not just an accessory, and he looks like he's pretty good size on the blister, so... Um, you're really getting Ghost in his full size, which is good. Um, we couldn't not have Sam. Well, you know, and, uh, John's little friend, uh, Ygritte, who's dating Jon Snow in real life. Uh, the big red bearded guy. Real life spoilers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of the, uh, the, the wildlings and then one white walker. 
I will take that back. One White Walker and then the the King, the the Knight's King, uh, mm-hmm. Walker guy. But on top of that, um, from the time that I actually looked at this till now, they've actually um, added for pre-order the um, wall set. So uh, with that, it looks like it comes with a Tyrion Lannister, as he would have been at the wall. So he's got a big cape on and stuff. Uh, this is a nice little playset diorama thing. Looks kind of vintagey, but it looks cool too. I mean, it'd be nice to have that kind of dio piece to, to to display some of these on. So that was that was thinking ahead on their part. And it's only thirty four bucks, so. Um, Obviously, it's not as tall as uh, what the actual wall was, um, because that's <laughs> the size of one of the walls in your house. Um, but still, it's a neat little piece to, to kind of have your figures. Looks like little steps for them to climb the wall and stuff on. So um, the figures are ten bucks a piece, which is which is right in there for three and three quarter figures. Um, so everybody I've seen online's been pretty excited about these. Um, uh, Except for Ben. When are Funko going to finally learn to take um, promo shots of the actual product instead of heavily photoshopping stuff that doesn't end up looking anything like the released product? Like, that just looks dreadful. Those That photoshopped blister on the card. Mm. Yeah, they may not have the actual blisters, I, I'm guessing, at the time this is done. I think it's really unfortunate that they're... they're Having another go, but in a completely different scale after, you know, that six-inch line supposedly didn't move. I don't know. I, I think these will I think these will catch. I think well, really I do. mean, they're, they're cheaper. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a bit easier to throw one of these on top of your, you know, your order when you're buying a couple of books at, you know, Barnes & Noble or something like that. Mm. Well, I, I think the breadth of characters that are in that show, um, you know, to do those in, in six-inch is kind of limiting because you can only have you know so many of them on display in one spot where with these i think you'll be able to have a bigger display i mean you could you you could army build the white walkers if you wanted you know and have them have them facing off so yeah i think it'll be good i really do yeah but john snow looks pretty good he does i'll be interested to see though what the production quality is yeah. like, because I mean that's where, you know, the, as, as you were saying, Ben, these are obviously um, pretty heavily edited images, and uh, yeah, well, and, and that's where Funko's stuff has fallen down. I was going to say Funko don't have a particularly good history of, of matching their, you know, the product output to the solicitation images. So, so anyway, we'll be watching you, Funko. I will probably be in for at least a Jon Snow and a ghost. <laughs> Good stuff. Maybe a right. <laughs> I do like the big dude with the red hair. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, um, you know, building blocks and Minecraft kind of go together. So uh, Lego decided they were going to pick up the uh, Minecraft license, and they're adding a new set, and it is the village. And, um, you know, basically you got some minifigures, and I could – not tell you what any of these are. There's a male guy and uh, oh. you know, I guess that's Steve and Alex, a zombie, um, some a creeper. Huh. And I, yeah, yeah. Me. looks like there's about nine minifigures with this, and it looks like it's got a bunch of different areas. The base plates are different colors. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's Minecraft, so it looks very blocky. Your mm. cost. You know, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they actually in their Minecraft series have a, a box that's just blocks to build with. 
Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So this is kind of different. not cheap. No. What's it worth? Two hundred US. Yeah, that's yeah. like five billion Australian. Good grief. Mm, at the moment. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's hot. So um, hot t- hot. Um, you know, property right now. Two forty nine oh. Canadian. It looks like. Yep. I've never seen anyone pick up Minecraft stuff when I've been at Toys R Us and places like that. I actually saw a kid uh, petitioning for that block set, and mm-hmm. his parents were, were like trying to talk about it, going, well, it's just blocks. Why don't you get one of these other sets that's the same price that's actually something? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, perish <laughs> yeah. the thought you'd let your child use their imagination. No. I love it. It's just blocks. Mm-hmm. When you see the box, it's just a pile of blocks. I don't know. I don't care. Not <laughs> <laughs> the Alderaan building set. Yeah. Um, well, at a slightly cheaper price, uh, my next item comes in, and it's from the upcoming uh, film Suicide Squad. And this is um, Katana. Yay! Oh. Yeah, and actually, this is her, and she's got her, her sword, you know, up above her head, and... Um, I think this looks pretty good. I do too. It's not I think bad. this looks really good. Um, um, if these come, because there's no pictures of the uh, base in this, so if these don't come with um, the name on the base thing, then I could be in for this just because I really love this character. Um, now, is, is she a bad guy uh, typically? No. No. Uh, why would she be in this film then? I mean, how would she end up with them? That's what I was trying to figure out. Well, it, it's complicated. It's kind okay. of like Bron- Bronze Tiger used to lead the Suicide Squad, but he's not actually a bad guy. He just kind of oh. helps out. Okay. It's just like, just because you are a bad guy, does not mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't, I, I think... Um, I think I've taken a bit of creative license with the film because, you yeah, know, for sure. K- Killer Croc and is not uh, exactly a well-known member. Yeah. yeah, she looks great in the trailer. I just watched the trailer, the latest trailer the other day, and uh, yeah. yeah, she actually looks really great in it. And uh, you know, this looks like it's got all sorts of detailing. She's got an armband with that's one of those uh, Japanese headbands um, with a little black, you know, it's white with black dots on it, and it's got a bunch of writing on it. And her jacket's got a bunch of um, graphics on it as well. Um, she's even got yeah. elbow pads. I was actually she's got a. Detail. I'm just wondering, I'm just hoping that the final figure can actually match the um, the prototype. Because if you look at the back of her jacket, it looks like the, um, you know, whatever image is displayed on the back of her jacket is heavily worn. So there'll be some um, yeah. pretty pretty detailed painting going into that. She has an exposed belly and she's got a little scar right there. So that's kind of cool as well. Yeah, her belly ring. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I really dig this. I, I, I'm, I, I'm actually kind of thinking I might want to see this film. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, best of all, she actually has her sword uh, in a scabbard at her side rather than drawing it over her shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> right. There, there, are, there are a lot of YouTube videos on that. I won't tell you how I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, but staying in the DC realm, uh, we're getting another retro set of Batman from Figures Toy Company. So these are the Mego style. Um, this set has more of a... Uh, comic book feel to it than you know the Batman sixty six stuff. So you're getting more of a comic, Commissioner Gordon, Scarecrow, um, another Batman, and he looks more like 
kind of like uh, the superpowers one with that color. You know, he's got the, the kind of aqua bluey. Um, and his head looks narrow and tall. I'm not really too sure what, um, if they were going for a particular Batman on that one or not. And then uh, my favorite one is... Go ahead, man. Oh, no. So I, just, I just can't get past the Batman and how he's, uh, his shorts have been pulled up. That's got to be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that is... They're, they're riding very high. It's, uh, <laughs> it just doesn't... Makes me sort of squirm. But anyway, sorry, John. Referencing the fourth character in the set. Yeah, my and and I I just really dig him. I think he turned out really well, and that's uh, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, and he's kind of wearing a suit and a cape, and he has a cane. But uh, the head looks really good on it, from what I can see. So, yeah. yeah. Um, does Commissioner Gordon look like he's got his um shirt stuck in his fly? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> that's a very authentic old man. Um, <laughs> Almost like the flies open. It's like oh, I don't have time for that stuff. <laughs> Everyone's I gotta catch, I gotta catch yeah, the bad guys here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I dig how um, Rachel Ghoul comes with his walking stick. Yeah, yeah, that that's is cool. cool. That's a nifty little accessory. Scarecrow, scarecrow, I'm not quite. Yeah, mm, the scarecrow costume is fantastic, but the, the um, head sculpts. I'm not really. It's like a grinning zombie or something. Yeah. I am guessing these are taken from a certain book or something in the 70s. Mm. You know, because they have that feel to me. They, they all look very 70s. Yeah. I Maybe I'm wrong. This is just another tip of the hat to the guys for for continuing to pump these figures out. I think it's great that there's been enough to su- enough Absolutely. support in them. I kind of like that Batman yeah. though. I, I kind of. I don't know why. Yeah. I just kind of dig underwear. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping you could adjust that. Mm, you'd want to be hard to fight crime like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I never, I never like these in person as much as I <laughs> like the idea of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit like that. I so. just saw a whole bunch today and thought, no. my doctor's AS is getting lonely. I might have to get him a friend. I swear to God, <laughs> I what I heard was my doctor's AS. Doctor's anus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. I hate you guys. <laughs> Tell us more about your doctor's anus. No, moving on. All right. <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, going back to Sideshow Collectibles, we had a sneak peek this week of their upcoming Jason Voorhees 1 6 scale figure. So, not Scared a lot. Again. When, yeah, <laughs> when we get a uh, sneak peek from Sideshow, it's usually only a single uh, image. But um, this is Jason, as uh, we know him and love him. Hard to sort of pick what era it's from. doesn't look like there's a whole lot of damage going on. So I'd say this is probably um, Friday the 13th Part 3, if I had to guess, since his mask doesn't have the damage from Part 4. Spoilers. Um, But it looks pretty nifty. Got the the classic hockey mask. He's holding an axe. And uh, this is one that I'll actually be keeping an eye out. I'm sort of... um, I've been reinvigorated in the one six scale since uh, getting the the sideshow Deadpool and having uh, the Punisher on pre order. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for this. So no doubt we'll revisit this next week um, when the the first uh, time that they've done this. No, no, he's been he was done a long time ago. Mm. um, Back when sideshow sort of weren't as big a name as they are now. They they did um, Freddy Krueger and yeah, I think they did a premium format that long ago they did yeah they did yeah it's, it hasn't come out yet uh, and they've, they've actually done two premium formats actually so, oh, so wow. he, 
yeah, he has had some love from Sideshow. Um, if you've still got any money left in your bank account and uh, your partner hasn't left you after last week's solicitations, this one should uh, push things over the line. And that is a Sideshow Collectibles life-size Boba Fett. And he will set you back the princely sum of eight and a half thousand US dollars, and you've got until first quarter 2017 to uh, to save up your your reward points to buy this guy. And uh, yeah, no complaints from me for eight and a half grand. He looks pretty darn good. <laughs> for eight but for eight and a half grand, he'd want to be able to recharge my phone and empty the dishwasher. And well, his head's articulated. Mm, and his rangefinder is adjustable. I never, <laughs> I, I, I never know knew that that little thing on his chest was LEDs. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, that's this one, I, I, I new. yeah, that's a new one to me. Hmm. Yes, it is indeed. Hmm. It is indeed. He looks fully kitted out too. Like he looks like he's got oh. all his. Well, what's kind of cool is it looks like the base for this fits onto the base for the Han and Carbonite. Oh, yes. Yeah. Looks like they kind of match up. Oh. This is a, the, the Han and Carbonite's on a circular base, and this base kind of looks like it fits that circle. 50 wow. kilos. Yeah. He's, yeah, it does. Yeah. He's certainly kitted out. Like, he's got, like, his little pockets on his, on his, um, where, on his shins have got uh, bits in there and all the weathered Effects on his helmet look fantastic. I mean, yeah, you know, look for eight and a half grand. You shouldn't have any complaints whatsoever. This should be uh, absolutely perfect, I think. <laughs> so, you know, he's got his Wookiee scalps, a light up chest panel, apparently. So, um, I'm with you, John. I was never, I do not recall that yeah. light up thing on his chest. I knew there was something there. I just didn't know it was that. I thought it was something different. Very good. All right. Well, there you go. Start saving your bucks now. Um, moving back to Sideshow Collectibles. Well, actually, no, the Hot Toys uh, news this week. And we have the Hot Toys Civil War 1-6 scale Black Panther action figure. And uh, this looks great. I'm, I'm really quite impressed. Um, I don't know whether it's because the uh, the lines that I've been um, a bit critical of uh, on other items... Uh, that we've talked about in the past are just not as dramatic, or maybe it's just the the lighting. I don't know. This is the kind of thing, while I don't do uh, comic book movie toys, that you, you could really pretty easily uh, buy and just count it as the comic version. I know it's not exactly um, the same, but I, I quite like the little details on his mask and uh yeah i think this looks fantastic i'm really impressed i I picked up the latest uh the latest issue of black panther which is also the latest volume because it was a number one and there's some notes from uh, artist brian steel freeze in the back and one of his comments was that he wanted to sort of get rid of all the crap that black panther had slowly accumulated like the cape and and things like that and keep it really simple uh, and that's what this kind of reminds me of. And, and I know a lot of those lines on the main costume, you know, like that are running across his chest and stuff, are to just take it away from looking just like a Lycra suit. Um, but, yeah, as, as I said, I, I think that the, the subtleness in those highlight lines are, are what's attracting me to it. He actually looks like the Black Panther. And like you, I could easily just 
buy this and, and stick it in my collection, yet I, I don't have a single um, one-six scale Avenger figure. So oh, unless you count Deadpool, you know. So, but um, oh. this looks great. I don't know. Um, you know, John, Adam, what do you think? It's not Mark Tex hero enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Tex, so yeah, yeah, it's good. It's cool. It is. I, it is interesting. I know we don't we don't get an unmasked version. I know nothing about Black Panther, so yeah, it's not not a huge amount to know with um, Black Panther. One thing I noticed they are doing. Um, in the comics, and I, I do wonder whether it will be replicated in um, in the in the movie. Is for many years, obviously, he's been the king of Wakanda, and you know the Black Panther is that sort of right that he's earned, and and his mask was a just a typical kind of mask. But in the latest comic, they've actually made out that it's very similar to Iron Man's technology, and that he. Uh, he obviously activates a button and it kind of goes jip, 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 and kind of forms itself around his head, you know, using technology. And mm. that's because you know, Wakanda is meant to be the most advanced um, country in, in the world uh, in terms of technology. So it's nice that they've started to sort of reflect that in, in stuff like this. So I wonder whether, you know, the claws in the feet or even in the hands will retract or how that will work. But, I mean, it's not bad. And, and look, it's um, it's Hot Toys, so the price is right up there. But $220 uh, is actually you know pretty reasonable. And I think that's probably because there's not a lot of accessories going on here. You're getting about sort of eight hands, no swap-out portraits or, or anything like that. So mm. I like that. Hmm. You know, the other night, Mrs. Nerd asked uh, a good question. And uh, she said, well, why is Iron Man fighting Captain America? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to kind of explain what was going on. But, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just what comic characters do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I don't think um, Black Panther featured that heavily in Civil War. So um, I think it's the movie is very, very loosely based on, on the comics. So. But anyway, all right, that looks pretty cool. Uh, and it's not enough to inspire me to pick up this next item, as uh, fantastic as it looks. Uh, and this is also Hot Toys uh, Civil War related, and it is the Captain America battling version, 1-6 scale. So I'm a little bit lost as to the why of this figure, but it is Captain America from Civil War, only it is the battling version, and they're selling it as... Um, a variant, and I think for the uh, the money that they're asking, you're not getting a whole lot extra. You're getting a few scratches on the shield, and you're getting what John would probably be happy with, and that's a dirty costume. Uh, um, you know, I was looking at the um, the artifacts for this, and mm. I kind of like this costume because this is more like his World War II costume. It, it kind of goes back to that style a little bit more. Yeah, he's got the big chin strap, and um, you know he's got the straps over his shoulders, and uh, mm. the gloves and the boots and the the pants look more like that World War Two outfit than, yeah. than like say the last movie did. Yeah, Avengers was on TV a few nights ago, and I just happened to flick over and and catch a little bit of it, and I realised how awkward that original costume feels in comparison to sort of this. The newer ones. The only thing I, I don't like about the newer costumes is I still prefer the red gloves and the red boots, and I think I could put up with the rest of the the costume as is if they could sort of stick with those 
those sort of colours. But um, I also get a crossbones, damaged crossbones mask if you uh, pick this one up. So this, this explains the pop vinyl I saw the other day. So yeah, because uh, right. the crossbones pop vinyl has a uh, an eye exposed like that. It, the eye is very um, mm. it's yeah. kind of like half closed. Yeah. So yeah. I was wondering what was going on there. Right. So he must get punched pretty mm. badly. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what, gents? That wraps up the articulated news. Hooray. Yay. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Well, every episode, John brings a new sound for us to guess in everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And when he is on the show, we get to do it live. So, John, let's do it live. Well, that's kind of personal, but if you really want to. Um, I really do. We heard, we did hear a sound last week, and I will play that for you now, I think. Battle station, protect your decoder, Bruce. I'm going up. Stacks, ready to fire. Oh. 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 Is it Batman-related? It is not Batman-related. You fell into my trap. I uh, did. Adam? Bruce, is it, Hulk, is it Hulk-related? It is not Hulk-related. Oh. Is it Centurions-related? It is not Centurions-related. Bruce? Is it Mask? <laughs> it is Mask. <gasps> it's one of the first what? Mask commercials. I think Bruce is the is... Bruce is the little Asian guy from memory. His other Asian guy is the guy that rides the, the green motorcycle. Uh, there you go. And, and stacks um, refer to the stacks on the, is it the Rhino, the big truck? Yes. So hey. the uh, Asian yeah. guy. Yeah. So the stacks are ready to fire is referring to that, that vehicle. Huh. I, I actually went specifically looking for mass commercials because um, we, we always get that guess and I thought I would just do one of those. So, it's Mask. Yeah, awesome. And it's so awesome, we will uh, do another one. You guys ready for this? We will put so it ready. right here. Back to the time of the dinosaurs, battling the bad guys to save the future. And one more time, just because we love you. Back to the time of the dinosaurs, battling the bad guys to save the future. Adam? Yes. It's the time of the week where I ask you if they knew what that was, what would they do? They would go to the Action Figure Blues forum and uh, they would have a wonderful time going to www.afbforum.com. They would find the wonderful, wonderful uh, page that's all about Name That and they would make a guess. And Scott, if they got that guess right, what would happen? Well, uh, exclusive to this episode only, they actually have a choice. Um, they can either have, uh, and this is courtesy of our research assistant, Arnold. He has got, uh, the x-rays from the time that he broke his, uh, left collarbone, uh, when he was in third grade from falling off the playground equipment. Um, and if that doesn't sound exciting to you, um, then he also, uh, kind of strangely keeps all of his toenail clippings and um you can have them huh 
I wondered yeah. what was in that jar. Yeah, I wouldn't I open it. Been putting so it on Ben's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> really shouldn't keep that in the kitchen. Yeah, I, look, personally, I don't think we should let Arnold do prizes again, but there you go. Hmm. Well, if all of that is just too tough, you can come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We play the picture version. You still guess in the forum, and you can still win Arnold's body parts. So, oh, there you sweet. be. Are Charnel Clipping's body parts really? Yes. Really? I think yeah, so. They're part of your body. They're okay. not a very significant part of your body, but there you go. Okay. All right. Well, uh, while we ponder that, uh, we will take a short break, and we're going to come back with the first of our Toys of the Week for this episode. Where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Convert Switchblade to jet mode. Surprise, Matt Tracker. It's mayhem. Battle station. Protect the decoder, Bruce. I'm going up. Stacks ready to fire. Mask, Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Rhino. Fire! Each sold separately with action figure. Cover me, Matt. Ten four. Sato's getting away. But you're not mayhem. Mask, Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Rhino. Each sold separately. New from Kenner. Well, it's time for the first of our three toys of the week for this episode. And who better to kick us off than Ben? So over to you, Ben. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Scotty. This week I'm going to be talking about something that's been out for a while now. just took me uh, some time to acquire it. And that is the Terminator 2 T-800 endoskeleton uh, from NECA. And the Terminator license is cruising along nicely from those guys. Uh, for some reason, I hadn't gotten around to picking this guy up. Uh, I did rectify that. Uh, been out for a while now, so um, this is a 2016 acquisition for me. Um, this figure came out, oh, geez, good two two and a half years ago now um this is in their seven inch scale much like all their predator alien and uh, other such things um and he does actually measure in well he he uh not really a he if you you know want to uh apply a gender to a killer robot um this this thing comes in at seven inches pretty much exactly, which is uh, just uh, a fraction under 18 centimetres. Um, quite interesting because one thing you need to keep in mind with <clears throat> the scale of this figure is that it's actually uh, the skeleton of uh, a human. So um, an equivalent sort of human character like Arnold obviously needs to be slightly bigger. Um, these will set you back around $20, sometimes a little bit cheaper because there has been a reissue of this figure, and I'll talk about that just after I do the packaging. Um, this is the version that is uh, comes under the, the, the convention of Terminator 2. So uh, it's a horrible welded blister. Uh, it's not really similar to um, either their Predator or alien lines it's a it's an odd sort of looking blister but um it's not a bad looking 
blistering terms of, uh, I guess, the, 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 the rendering. You've got Arnie sitting on the bike, so that sort of classic image um, that was used to promote the film, so it's really quite obvious. Uh, the title of the figure, the T-800 endoskeleton, is quite clear. Not a lot else happening on the front, which is actually nice, so it um, doesn't have a lot of text blocking the figure or anything like that. Uh, back of the package is actually pretty cool. You get a, a little bit of a bio and stuff like that, and uh, something that NECA does well is you get shots of the other figures in the line, which, uh, amusingly enough, are all Arnold Schwarzenegger figures. So that's um, that's a bit of crack. There's four different Arnolds and the, the one endoskeleton. So that's pretty cool. Um, look, this is that that horrible blister that requires a sharp blade to get open. It is oh, not collector-friendly in the slightest. Um, but now that I have actually said that, uh, NECA have reissued uh, the endoskeleton with a, an updated sculpt and slightly different paint apps. It's a bit of an improvement on the version I'm holding. Uh, and that actually comes in a window box. And um, me complain numerous times about how uh, Hasbro are doing such a great job with the Star Wars Black uh, and even the uh, Marvel Legends figures uh, pretty much collector-friendly if you're prepared to put in a bit of effort. Um, that window box, Star Wars window box, is now my sort of preferred packaging, and that's exactly how this figure is is packaged. So keep an eye out for that if you are actually hunting one of these down, that um, there is a new collector-friendly version. All right, well, moving on, in terms of sculpting, um, look, you know, this is a pretty iconic character i'm a huge fan of the t800 um i think this is one of the the, the most sort of amazing designs it's it's a really iconic looking design that, that sort of stan winston came up with that it really is quite amazing um how you could come up with a, a metallic skeleton and make it look incredibly menacing uh, i think you know they achieved everything they needed to back in the day and you know the, Looking at this, it really is um, a phenomenal engineering feat to come up with this as an action figure. Um, I mean, we're so used to looking at figures that, that reuse um, pieces from existing bucks and, and things like that, even, you know, head and hair being reused in the Marvel Legends line. Well, you know, this is an, obviously an entirely new sculpt from, from scratch. And to to take that existing design and somehow replicate it into action figure form with uh, articulation is just uh, astonishing. All the, the elements that um, make this what it is are there, like the pistons on the side of the head, um, those crazy sort of feet uh, and the, the, the ball on the heel and, and things like that. It really is spot on in terms of um, capturing, you know, the, the actual film character uh they haven't sort of skimped and, and left anything out that i can tell those pistons in the the rib cage and, and on the legs and that everything is present and looks fantastic um my only real critique with the sculpt is in a lot of areas it it just seems a bit flat and i actually think that's because of the paint i'm, I'm trying to sort of get a feel for why it just doesn't seem you know it's as if a lot of the really subtle lines uh along the, the chest chassis um uh, are lost and i think that's because it's so heavily painted with silver paint it's filled in some of the grooves in the sculpting and and sort of reduced that um, sharpness 
And so, you know, overall, there does seem to be some sort of areas that are a bit lacking, I think. Uh, but, you know, look, there's no doubt about it. You stick this guy on the shelf. It's obvious who it is. Uh, definitely looks menacing. And, you know, really the, the, the intricacy of this figure just um, dwarfs other figures around it because it is just so amazing to look at with all the pipes and cables and stuff. So really uh, quite impressive. The the gun that he comes with with is, um, is spot on as well. It's nicely sculpted too. Unfortunately, it sort of has the flexible rubber barrel or sort of flexible plastic barrel, which has sort of been warped in the packaging, which is a bit of a shame. Um, in terms of the paint, you know, there's obviously not a lot going on here, and I think this is where the figure does sort of suffer a little bit, and that is because, you know, the character in the film is effectively chromed. Um, you've got that shiny silver metal, and the only way to replicate that here is to sort of do the vac metal, uh, which would be way too hard on something this this intricate. So instead they've gone with a silver paint, and it, um, it's a bit unfortunate, but it's 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 very matte in its appearance. It's, it's quite dull to look at. There's no sort of sheen or shine to it whatsoever. Uh, and I, I think that might be because they've attempted to do a bit of a wash over the top. Um, that hasn't quite worked, and, and what it's done is actually dulled the figure down. Um, the areas that, that do matter, the eyes, which are red, uh, are painted quite nicely. Um, I, I do believe this head sculpt is actually meant to have teeth because that is something that does actually survive um, when, you know, the flesh is removed or, or before the flesh goes on, should I say. Um, you know, I've looked at this under strong light and I can see sculpted teeth, but there is no attempt whatsoever to paint them that kind of, um, you know, enamel colour that, that teeth should be. So it's uh, it's as if they just haven't had enough money for paint apps or it's just been forgotten on this particular figure. I'm really not quite sure what's going on. But, uh, yeah, the teeth just aren't obvious at all, which is actually a real shame because I've got the, the T-800 endoskeleton um, head that, that lights up the life-size one and the teeth are actually what gives it that extra level of, of menace and there's just that's just not captured here at all. So a um, bit of a shame. I think that the paint has really let things down because, as I said, I think it's also contributed to sort of uh, removing some of the sharpness of the sculpt. Um, not much to talk about in terms of the apps other than the fact that I don't think that wash has been applied particularly well over the silver, whatever it is they've done to sort of you know, try and get some contrast. Uh, it's a bit uneven in places. Um, in terms of articulation, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting one because we're not talking about conventional articulation. I, I mean, I guess, you know, there are, you know, articulation points. But I think I counted about 28, which is uh, a lot more than I was actually expecting to get out of this figure because I, I genuinely thought the design would restrict the amount of movement. And absolute kudos to the NECA guys for getting the articulation that they did. So we get a ball-jointed head, which um, has some reasonably good left and right movement, uh, despite sort of those pistons and cables, um, and also a hinged jaw, which... Yeah, we get a little bit of movement, and unfortunately it doesn't look that good when it's open. So, um, you know, you keep that sucker closed. Um, looking at ball-jointed uh, head and chest, and the chest actually gets some really nice uh, left and right movement. Um, and one is actually quite good in, in a lot of places where it's relevant, such as that, um, that chest area, as I mentioned also on the head, is the pistons that are actually part of the design do actually work. When when you actually bend um, like the elbow joint, 
the piston where the bicep is does actually move and the plastic moves in and out of um, the, the tubes. So huh. that's actually really cool. Um, it does actually hinder the um, the articulation in a number of areas, particularly the, the knees and the legs. Um, the thighs in particular suffer from that piston, but it does actually look really cool when you move the leg and you see that piston moving in and out of the tube. It's uh, really quite fantastic. Um, so we've got some uh, pin and disc uh, elbows, hips, uh, knees, so no double joints or anything like that. It's just laughable that you would expect something like that. Um, we do get some cut joint in um, sort of the biceps, uh, which I thought was quite neat, which is actually really important for getting um, the, the endoskeleton to hold that that plasma rifle um, uh, and then sort of, you know, have the left hand holding it, uh, sorry, holding the pistol grip in the right hand and then the left hand sort of supporting the front of that gun. You really do need that bicep swivel. So that comes in very, very handy. Uh, we've got some swivel wrists and some swivel ankles. Uh, what's interesting is the toes are articulated. I can move those toes up and down. Wow. Um, mine are very loose and so... They don't, that doesn't actually help when you're trying to stand this guy up. Um, surprisingly, despite the design on the feet, I can get him to stand reasonably easily, but uh, any kind of movement tends to get him to fall over. So I, I think this is one where you would probably use one of the Necker um, action figure stands just to sort of. Um, get some yeah, stability out of this guy. So he does actually have peg holes in the bottom of the feet, so you can use a figure stand, which is cool. Um, strangely, and I haven't quite worked out what the go is, on the back there are two panels that are hinged and you can open them up and sort of see inside the, the back of sort of the rib cage. And uh, I've never seen them feature uh, a prominent role in any of the movies. It doesn't, they don't really serve a purpose. And so they don't really serve a purpose on the figure either. I can't really tell what they do other than allows you to sort of look into the torso from the back and have a look at what they've been doing in terms of the design. So, yeah, really have no idea what's happening there. Um, I've got some quite loose joints. My right arm, which is unfortunate because that's the one that holds the gun, uh, is incredibly loose in the shoulder, also incredibly loose in the, in the wrist, which is uh, a bit of a shame because it makes it really hard to get him to hold that gun. Uh, in terms of accessories, we get the plasma rifle. What we do get is a swap-out right hand. So that right hand clicks um, clicks out and you can swap it over. One is a relaxed hand and one is a pistol grip uh, sort of pose for holding the plasma rifle. Unfortunately, that pistol grip hand is not particularly good for holding the gun. Even when you, you have that um, pistol grip in his hand, it's very, very loose indeed. So getting this guy to hold the gun in any kind of cool pose is really quite a challenge. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Um, in terms of posability, there's really not a lot happening here. You're really quite limited in what you can do. You kind of, um, you know, move the legs and ankles, get it into a nice sort of standing pose. And that's about it. I actually think one of the leg is shorter than the other because I can't seem to be able to get this figure to stand up without a slight lean, to one side it's really quite awkward in in how you position actually uh, notice that in your photo yeah, yeah you have to kind of move one of the knees and sort of have one leg forward to sort of reduce the the, the length i guess uh in order to get him to stand get it to stand upright which you know i've actually just managed to do now that i've taken photos but um so anyway look uh yeah look this is a hard one um 
it's it's such a, an iconic character for me and, and certainly, you know, for when I was growing up and it looks great standing on the shelf, but, you know, when you actually get it in your hand and you have a bit of a play and try and get some posing happening and stuff, you, you really do realise um, how restricted it is. But at the same time, I feel really bad because it really is an amazing effort in terms of engineering, you know, this this character into an action figure. So I really am quite torn. So I'm probably going to... I'm probably going to take a few points off but not be as, as harsh as I, I feel like I should be. So I'll probably finish this guy off and give him seven and a half dollars out of ten. You know, I know I know what you're saying about kind of posability and stuff, but when you watch that original film, that original model, and you look at the way this thing's structured, you got to wonder, this might actually be, you know, the, the prop may actually only have this level of articulation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think CGI has done wonders for the for the endoskeleton, <laughs> giving it the range of movement. But then again, <laughs> to be honest, in the films we, you know, beyond Terminator, we never really saw them do much. Uh, I, I think even in the later movies, all they really do is sort of walk around and shoot. We've we've never seen them in action uh, a whole lot. So, um, and I think the the later release, the one in the window box, does have a, a resculpt that head that is actually much better. Um, I was trying to compare the sort of photos on um, Google today, and, and I think it is an improvement. So if you are after one of these, mm. I'd keep an eye out for the, the 2015 release in the window box. So. Cool. Very good. Thank you very much for that, Ben. Um, we will take a short break and come back and talk about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. What a jump! Evil's riding the amazing strike cycle. That gyro power sends him over 100 feet at top speed. Into the dragster, evil super sprint car with built-in drag shoot to slow him down. What a hook! And now the sky cycle, that daredevil death-defying supersonic sky plane on wheels. And here he is on the super cool chopper bike with the power that can really rip. He's sensational. He's evil. Evil. He's a knockout. He's ideal. We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And uh, I think, Scotty, you you won this week. I excelled at collecting this week, um, <laughs> not not through any huge effort, mainly by um, the Postal Service. Um, so I got my latest Big Bad pile of loot, and I got in it the... Uh, first series of the Diamond Select Muppets, which uh, I'll definitely be reviewing at some point on the show. Um, I never had the Palisade stuff, so I don't have the scale issue that others will have with these. Um, and they look really groovy from not having opened them yet. I also got the Kotobukiya um, one six scale Flash statue. So this is their, what is it, Artifacts Deluxe Deluxe? I'm not sure. Um, that is where, uh, so I mainly, I think this will end up in the possession of, um, the eldest, mm. um, but yes. Uh, and I also got the artifacts, um, Lex Luthor and which again looks really groovy. So all of those I'm sure will end up being toys of the week at some Sweet. point. And then, um, I, in my travels this week, I ran across those Disney hero versus villains um, 
mystery minis that I've been addicted to <clears> and <throat> that I've had everything and doubles in the two that I initially uh, wanted, which was Peter Pan and Ursula from Little Mermaid, that I still had not succeeded in. And there were two sitting there at the shop, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to buy these two. And I opened them up, and I got Peter Pan and Ursula. <laughs> Very well done. Wow. Yay! Excellent. Yep. Very nice. Do you have them all now? Uh, the only one I never got was the, like, frost giant tea thing from Frozen, which I didn't want anyway, so hooray. <laughs> Does it even have a name, or is it just kind of nondescript ice giant? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't have a um, affinity with. I mean, that you know, that's not a favorite Disney film of mine. So it's not. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not my thing. Um, I'm very curious to hear your Muppet review too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to hear your Muppet review too. For sure. Yeah, I actually um, had to toss up between. Oh, sorry. The other thing that I got. Uh, this week was my DC Collectibles Green Arrow and Black Canary statue that I'm going to be reviewing later. And uh, I had a hard time actually choosing which one to do, but I had, I had in my brain I was going to do this statue, so that's what I'm doing. Very good. Very good. All right, Adam, what about yourself? Uh, not really very much. Um, I got some spray paint and some... <laughs> What's that other thing? Flocking uh, out with Banksy. No, and some flocking so that I can um, work some on flock. some more Dragon Ball Z. Yes, more Dragon Ball Z diorama bits. I remember you doing that stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought maybe you were going to do, like, you know, flocking on the side of buildings. You'd be out there tagging, you know. <laughs> and then I just want to make fuzzy. sure that it's, it's furry so that it's a visual, a visual and tactile experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Very good. All right, John, what about yourself? I got my Co-Relacoma, or Relacuma, the, the, oh, the wow, other wow. bear. Yeah, I got the, remember I reviewed a bear a couple of weeks ago, a Revo bear, yes. and I got the other one. And um, How many are A little disappointing, because the other one is supposed to be a little, she's supposed to be smaller, and she's not. She's actually just a repaint. So. Oh, and, and how many bears are there? The... I think they introduced a new one, but I'm not sure. But I'm only going to stop. I'm going to stop at two. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. And she comes with um, a little remote control duck on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's so, cute. Yeah. And what about right. you, Ben? I just got my Necker Terminator that I acquired. But um, yeah, now that I've actually had a bit of time to muck around with this, I'm going to keep an eye out for that window boxed version of. Uh, the endoskeleton and if i can acquire that for a decent price and it's superior to the one i just reviewed i think my um my blister carded one may end up getting the chop and becoming a chassis for um uh, uh silvermane oh yeah uh, marvel legends silvermane so we'll see how we go i actually saw the alien in a box um, at Walmart, of all places. Wow. The alien. Yeah, which was kind of kind of strange. Hmm. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Great. Well, if no one has any other items to report, we'll come back with our second Toy of the Week.
hook figures and attack her out so separately. You put her out together. New from Mattel. Well, it's time once again for one of those favorite segments of ours. And one of our favorite people is here reviewing something that is pretty cool. Adam, tell us about your toy of the week. Sure will, John. Uh, so my toy of the week is another wonderful wonderful SH Figure Arts item. This is, uh, again, obviously from Bandai who produce SH Figure Arts, and this is the Sailor V. So for those that aren't aware, Sailor V is actually the first Sailor Scout um, ahead of Sailor Moon to be awakened. Wow. Um, she had her own manga series before Sailor Moon arrived on the scene. Um, so, you know, it's kind of important if you're a bit of a, a Sailor Moon fan that you get a Sailor V. Um, Sailor V ends up becoming Sailor Venus, which is who she is anyway. Um, but this is a different costume entirely. Well, not entirely, but largely. Um, so she's got a, a different look to her. Um, this figure was uh, released late last year in November, so November 2015. I got mine this year in a pile of loot from Big Bad. Um for about $43 US. So the packaging, um, it's interesting with figure art, sometimes they come all the way through in a brown chipper box, and I think this is possibly more of a big bad toy store than, than um, figure arts or Bandai themselves. Um, so this one did come in the brown chipper. Um, once you take it out of that, you get a standard figure arts box. So it's just the, the standard window at the front, um, all the artwork is of the figure itself. Uh, the back has the usual different ways you can pose and some of the different accessories and faces and things like that being shown off. Uh, you open it up, you have the main figure tray with a protecting tray over the top of that. The faces, uh, hands and other accessories that, or most of them are um, in another set of trays inside the main figure tray. And uh, the figure stand, so this has the same sort of love heart-shaped figure stand um, as all the other Sailor Moon characters have had. Uh, the symbol on this one is not the um, atomic symbol for, um, or the, sorry, not atomic, uh, astrological symbol for Venus. It's um, just the Venus goggles, or the v- Sailor V goggles, um, and it has Sailor Venus, or Sailor V on it. Um so it's, you know, completely collector-friendly and reusable. No issues there. Uh, the figure itself. So it's similar in a lot of ways to Sailor Venus, and that shouldn't be surprising. The head is pretty much a straight swap um, or straight reuse. I think the bow at the back of the head is a different colour. Um, I think the face portraits are a little bit different and they don't have the TR, they just have the little um, upside-down moon symbol on the forehead, which is fine. Uh, other than that, there's not a lot different. I think even down to the point that you the swap-out bangs are probably the same. I haven't checked the, the pegs and the face pegs, but I'd assume they're pretty similar. So there are three sets of swap-out bangs. There is plain bangs um, with nothing. There's bangs with a pair of... Uh, v goggles or V glasses with no lenses in, and then there's a pair with the silvered over lenses so that you can't see anything that's going on behind the goggles, um, which is fine. Take that off, and then you've got four choices of portraits. There's um, kind of 
serious, stern line mouth. There's happy, content, miniature smile mouth. There's um, open face smile mouth, and there's angry yelling mouth as your choice of faces. Uh, once you've finished picking out which one you want, you then move on to which set of hands you would like. You have a wide selection of hands. There are a total of one, two, three, four, six alternative full sets of hands, um, apart from those that are already fitted to the figure. So these are on the totem pole structure again, which seems to be a Sailor Moon-specific concept, which I actually think is really quite useful. It makes it a lot harder to lose the hands that go flying as soon as you try and open up the trays. Um, and there's also a swap-out hand-holding V-goggles, which is so you can show say Levine's about to put them on, or say Levine, should I say. Uh, so that's all fantastic. There's no Artemis. You had to buy, say, Levine's to get an Artemis um, on the top. So I think they've pretty much reused the, um, I'm trying to think what you would call that, the, the collar that goes down into the bow is pretty much straight reuse. The, um, the sleeves on the, the top are different. And I'm just trying to look at if they're articulated, and they are, not that it matters much. They're vaguely articulated or they're, they're not um, one piece with other things. So they do have a little bit of give in them for, for lifting elbows up and stuff like that. Um, the top is a separate piece to the underbody, so you can, there's an exposed midriff. The skirt is pretty much the – oh, it's different from the Sailor Moon skirts because it doesn't have the, um, the, the Sailor skirt V going into it. So it's a probably largely reused but modified skirt. And the shoes are basically, the shoes and legs are basically the same. And she does still have panties on for those that want to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. The hair is, um, is articulated. I think most of the long-haired characters or long-haired girls are articulated, but it's only articulated at the side, so it's not the, the middle segment is not articulated, which... Um, is a little bit annoying because it limits how far back you can tilt her head. So my my new standard for, um, I think, a female action figure has got to be, can she do the Elaine Benner stance? And um, she comes close. It's just the, the back of the, the hair at the back of the head stops her from getting the full range of head motion required to do a full Elaine Benner stance. So otherwise she's perfectly capable. Um, you know, it's it's a good... Representation of Sailor V, um, there's nothing really missing that I can think of that you'd need. Um, it's interesting that they've gone for for that character in some regards, considering that, you know, she's not a well-known character to a lot of people that that have a passing knowledge of Sailor Moon. Um, but, you know, if you if you go off and decide you want to read it, I think they didn't translate the... Um, I don't know if there was an anime. I think there was an anime, but I don't think it got translated in English um, in major release, so not many people in the Western world are hugely familiar with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a good figure. It's got lots of little details to it. I haven't got any issues with any of the paint, which is nice. Um, yeah, and articulation is pretty much standard for a figure art. Cool. So, question, I'm a little bit sort of confused here. And I mean, you know, obviously uh, this is another one of the Sailor characters. Now, where does she fit in in terms of the various lines? Like, um, have they done her many times in the figure arts? Like, is this an updated version? I just get confused as to which lines they fall into. 
So, yep. So um, she's basically straight, but would have to be classed as a Sailor Moon figure. Um, and this is essentially her look from before Sailor Moon. So it's right. Sailor Venus, but, but she was um, Sailor V before she was Sailor Venus. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. All right. Huh. Oh, um, John, you sound like you had a question. Yeah. How, how does the, the skirt affect the articulation? Um, I asked for a different reason. So. Yeah, it stops her from getting a straight kick up. Oh, crap. Um, that's not good. Mm. The leg has just come off. I'm going to have to do some work there. Um, <laughs> it'll kick out into the side and upwards, but it won't kick straight up because the skirt prevents that from happening. So the, the skirt's not articulated at all or split? There's like a little bit of a split, but it doesn't have enough give to really get what you're after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been looking at a, a a Power Rangers type figure, and I was wondering about that because she okay. has a skirt. So. Yeah. Are there any characters left to do in this line? or? Yeah, that's what I'm getting confused. There are, until you start getting into the costume variants that happen over the, the series, um, I think we're done with all the Sailor Scouts. Um, i trying to think what else there was. Sailor, there's Super Sailor Moon, which I think I have sitting somewhere that I can talk about at some point. Um, there's... The Black Queen, and I think there was... I can't remember if they are releasing it everywhere or if it was just a con exclusive, but there was um, one of the bad guys at some point, I think, impersonates or brainwashes Sailor Moon, and they did a figure of that as well. But I think that it's basically now be doing the bad guys, um, which realistically, for at least the first season or so, you're talking about a couple of characters, if you're going to talk about repeat characters, because everyone else pretty much... Is a one and done character as a villain. Mm. Very good. Huh. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Wait a minute. Did, oh, did you on. give a dolly rating? Oh, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so dolly rating. So I think that's pretty much the standard Sailor Moon figure out price. It's got the standard set of accessories and face count. Um, so there's no points off there. There's a fair bit of new stuff or, or bits of special or more unique tooling, so I think that that's worth noting. Um, so apart from the fact that the leg came off, um, <laughs> I would probably say this is, <laughs> this is probably an 8. There you go. 8 dollars out of 10. Hmm. I, w- I will say, after last week's show, um, none of my figure arts have swap-out faces. Oh. That's swap-out yeah, You're mainly... Yeah, you're mainly into Carmen and Power Rangers, though, right? Um, no, no, I don't think any of those do. Oh, mine, yeah, yeah mine are almost yeah, all Power Rangers saying. and Carmen, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So none of them have the the swap out faces. So, uh, well, thank you very much, Adam. We always appreciate your knowledge of uh, figure arts because you're you're top notch when it comes to, to that stuff, and your knowledge of scantily clad. Uh, Japanese anime characters, but that said, we will come back right after this with another Toy of the Week that is not a scantily clad Japanese character. Not at all. <laughs> Your adventures of Harry Potter continue in the slime chamber. Imagine, Malfoy has trapped Harry! I've got you now, Potter. Guess again! Now, Ron! The slime chamber will take care of you! Ah, I've been slimed! Try my red slime! Ah. Lumos! 
slime is more powerful in the dark, Malfoy. Next time, the slime chamber will get you. Slime chamber playset with glow in the dark slime gel. You put it together, figure it out separately with colored slime. Well, now it's time for our third and final toy of the week. Scotty is bringing us home, so take it away. All right, thank you very much. I am reviewing one of the items that was certainly the most anticipated uh, for me from last year's Toy Fair in San Diego announcements, and that was uh, the Green Arrow and Black Canary statue from DC Collectibles. This is a 2016 release and acquisition. This is... uh, DC Collectibles has got a bit of a thing happening with uh, two-character statues. They've got a couple of different Harley Quinn and Joker statues out there. Um, they have got uh, done, of course, the all the classic confrontations um, stuff over the years, uh, the Batman and Catwoman, the Kiss statue. Uh, and uh, this is the first, and then there's a couple in the bombshells line either happening, already happened or coming up. This is the first one that I can think of that um, doesn't uh, involve Superman or Batman, you know, characters. Oh, that's not true. We've had a couple of Wonder Woman ones. Um, and uh, it's also certainly one of the most modern. This is based on Cliff Chang art from Green Arrow and Black Canary, number one, uh, which edition, I don't know, because everything's a number one these days, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it is uh, a very faithful rendition of that. It is sculpted by Jonathan Matthews, who is a, a very well-known sculptor for DC Direct DC Collectibles and um, very talented. And he has done a, a really outstanding job of bringing the sculpt to uh, life from the artwork. Um, if I loved everything about this as much as I love the sculpt, then it would be happy days. Um, but uh, I'll just say up front that I have issues, so um, we'll we'll work through it. Um, and we'll start with the packaging. And this is, you know, ultimately not a criticism of the piece, but the, I noticed something in the packaging that I was thought if it became a trend that would really bug me. Um, DC Collectibles, since they rebranded from DC Direct, has got. Uh, some very clear branding happening with their packaging, which I think is a positive thing. You look at it and right away you know that it's a DC Collectibles item. Um, For quite some time with their action figures, they have... Um, often, you know, done not just promoted the figures in that line, but promoted things that were coming up. Um, DC Direct back in the day used to have little inserts where they would promote figure lines that were coming, and that's fine, particularly on packaging that you're most likely going to open and you know not keep around. Um, but on this box for this statue we have the kind of traditional now um dc collectibles uh branding with the little colored um swipe and the character name photos of the piece but on the back we have collect them all and a big picture of another statue um which is the babs tar batgirl statue the um 12 inch version of the black and white sculpt that they did um and uh, you know for me 
as a statue collector where you know you keep the boxes you if you ever move or you sell them whatever you know it's it's part of how you find them etc that that's not a trend that i want to see take off i think it's a really bad idea um i think it dates the piece in a way that um you know, st- the st- statues are a lot more timeless than action figures and yeah. uh, it's it's i'm not a fan of that at all so that is something that um yeah, I really hope it doesn't become a thing. I don't think it's the right way to promote stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, get inside, and uh, it is the standard styrofoam tray. Um, relatively easy to put together. There are only two pieces here. The base is one, and then the two characters um, are attached, and they're the other, so there's no major assembly required. And uh, like I said, and I'll talk about the sculpt first, um, I think taking something that is uh, a a drawing and turning it into a three-dimensional sculpt is uh, an incredible skill. And And often when you look at art... And then you look at the sculpt, you know, you, you see some sometimes subtle, sometimes striking uh, differences either in perspective or interpretation, etc. Um, Cliff Chang, I think, has got a certain style that lends itself very well to this. It isn't, um, you know, the, the, it's, it's very clean lines um, and not a lot of... Uh, stuff in there that would make it difficult to uh, draw a 3D piece out of it. Jonathan Matthews has done an amazing job of bringing, take, taking that drawing and turning it into something that really looks like it, you know, just leapt off the, the page. Um, the, the, the details are really clean. It works really nicely from all angles. And that's the other thing I think that is so challenging about that. And if you go back to our um, interview with Randy Bowen a long time ago when he talked about doing Frazetta's Death Dealer, you know, one of the things they talked about was having to do 3D turnarounds for a piece that, you know, wasn't actually uh, – didn't have two sides in it <laughs> um, and in, when it was initially drawn. And so having to visualize all the different angles of this and make it work um, from the side, from the back, etc., is really quite amazing. And he's done a fantastic job with that. The lines are clean. The um, construction is, is really lovely. And, uh, the um, everything is uh, cast except for the little, uh, string in the bow, which is a, is of course just string, and it works really nicely. Um, the other thing that's not cast is the fishnets on Black Canary, uh, which have been done really nicely. One thing that and I've often talked about this that I often get annoyed by is really ugly, jaggy seams on the back of fishnets on uh, toys and action figures. And in this case, it's been done quite nicely, which you'd really hope for um, at this price point. Um, the thing that that I was really disappointed about when I opened this up, though, was that we have here this this developing trend of, rather than hand-painting, of pieces or elements of statues actually being cast in the color. Um, and it's 
uh, hard to tell whether or not it is the whole piece. I'm tempted to say that none of this is hand painted. That all that almost all of it is cast, except for quite possibly the hair um, of, of the two characters. But certainly the flesh um, tone elements of it do not appear to be painted. They appear to be cast in a, a, a colored um, plastic uh, or material and to me we talked about this in the news with the 112 stuff uh, there is a real reduction in the sense of quality um, in that there's something really different about having the flesh tone cast in um, the material rather than painted that makes it um, shiny it looks you know less natural and uh, it, it's just a, a real bummer um, to, to see that it, it it does look like uh, some of the some if not all of the colors um, like I said you know are cast as well um, with you know maybe some painted highlights and uh, even that I still you know it, it is definitely a, a step aside you know, from the kind of stuff that I really expect at this price point. Um, if you look at something like the uh, Flash um, Kotobukiya uh, 1-6 scale artifact statue that I mentioned in Feeding the Addiction, you know, that's cast in PVC. Um, it is a different, uh, you know, it, it is that kind of style, but it's a very different price point. Um, those statues are... Uh, not at the same price point as a piece like this, and to me, part of that is because of the, you know, the difference in production quality, etc. Um, it still is. It is a really good-looking piece. There are painted, well, either painted elements or elements that have been cast in um, a, a more gloss material as opposed to a matte material and so you do get that bit of you know shine on things like the boots and um black canaries gloves etc but when you look at some of the flesh stuff particularly on green arrow where he's got those um you know gloves that have got big sections of sections that are open it it does it looks like the pieces have been cast separately and then put together um and mm. there's some very obvious seams um there that make it uh look almost more like a model kit than a statue um so can i, can I just ask a question yeah, while you're yeah. talking about that particular bit is i i mean look I, I think the again you know the the engineering to do this is something that they couldn't have done you know 10 years ago and uh are the bodies separate pieces that have been sort of glued together? Like, is there a, an obvious sort of seam where they touch, or are they actually two separate pieces? Well, I've just taken them off the base to... Look, I mean, I, they're definitely two separate pieces. Um, you know, where they're joined is that he has got uh, his hand, um, you know, around her. Um, she's got her hand on his head. Um, mm. yeah, and But, you know, I'd say those do look like they're actually, it's not, uh, they're smaller pieces that have been kind of assembled. Yeah. Um, the and then they're attached at the like his chest to to her back, um, right? Okay. Yeah. But like, so there's no it, it. It is beautifully, beautifully done, and I can't 
you know, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from the sculpture at all because I, I think that I, I can't, I cannot imagine how complex doing something like this is. Um, you know, what, doing one character, um, it's hard enough, you know, doing two together and working out how they mesh together. Um, but they, they sit really nicely together as one piece. It doesn't feel like two things stuck together that could come yeah. apart. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty light. Um, which is another thing that kind of makes me wonder what some of the material is because the, the piece, you know, the, the two statues themselves are pretty, pretty light. The base is heavier than the, the actual mm, statues. Mm. Um, the pegs and are in green arrows boots that attach them to the base, which I haven't talked about. Um, and this is, again, straight off the comic cover. It is a, a love heart with an arrow, a green arrow arrow through it, um, which, you know, looks great. Um, the one place where uh, I do feel like the the quality isn't perfect is Black Canary's eyes. That um, They look to me like they are... Um, you know, stickers or things that have been applied. And again, it is, uh, I think when you look at the Cliff Chang art, um, I, I think that it is uh, something where they've tried to really um, emulate that. Um, but they're, they're not, they're, uh, they're not great as far as I, I can see. When I look at the promo art, you can see more clearly the whites of her eyes and her um, eyeliner is pronounced, but a little bit less than it is in the transfers that have been applied, and it just takes a tiny little bit away. Green Arrow is um, you know, pretty perfect. Um, it's interesting that the flesh tone that they have cast him in is actually... Um, darker than what they've cast her in, um, which is, uh, a, a, you know, uh, again, matches the art so that they've really done painstaking work to match that. Um, this is a limited edition. It is, the, well, they're not as limited as other pieces, but all the limited edition stuff from Disney Collectibles is all um, something out of 5,200. So mine is 750 out of 5,200. Um, from experience, they don't do the entire run of 5200 at once so that enables them to you know bring these out but i would also keep a lookout for a second edition of this if it does as well as what some of the joker and harley stuff has done then they'll come back and do a second edition um mm. the, the 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 green arrow head sculpt i want to say i just absolutely love i think that um it, it's really beautifully captured all the sculpt is amazing um but look i I'm not going to take points away for the packaging, um, but I do want to say, and DC Collectibles, I know you're listening, um, <laughs> that, that, uh, that, you know, collect them all. And here's a picture of another statue. Um, I just think it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I, I think I, you yeah. could have devoted that panel to the original art or yeah. something. It's just because, <clears throat> but, it's you know also just from a storage point of view, like as someone who has boxes of boxes in mm. a storage unit, and when I you know if I sell something or decide to pack something up or whatever, um, it is quite a um, uh, effort 
to locate them and sometimes you know, you're looking through for pictures and things, even from that perspective as well, one whole panel dedicated to a full-size picture of an item that's not in the box. Yeah. Um, I'm just not, not a fan. Um, yeah. So, but I won't take points off for that. Um, but I do, I, I, uh, this, uh, casting in these materials, it's certainly not something that we have, you know, we, we've seen it. Um, a lot of the gentle giant stuff that, um, is produced by gentle giant, but comes out under the DC collectibles mm. and has that. And it's why I don't like them. Um, you know, the movie stuff, uh, etc. Um, and this, I would say looks a lot better than that. It doesn't, it doesn't make it look cheap. It, it just doesn't, it's not kind of what I thought I was yeah. beginning. It's a bit of a bummer. I think, you know, we, we, I think we sort of hit it when we talked about it in the news is when you cast in that color, you just lose any ability to get that, that realistic tone because, you know, let's face it, skin is not one single color. Uh, and, you know, just casting it in a single color is yeah. not accurate. Yeah. Uh, and look, the, go John. I'm sorry. No, okay. I was going to say the, the, the tone of his face compared to hers, that just throws me a little bit. It's just a little too dark to me. Do you know, Maybe that's though, just me. Um, I think that, well, uh, I'm actually just searching the um, promo art because I'm pretty sure that that is the actually kind of accurate to the, the panels like that. Yeah. To the artwork. Um, and I think it it's partly because uh, they, you know, did this thing in the new 50. Oh, at, at some point, weren't they kind of trying to make him a bit more. Like, you know, maybe he's Anglo, maybe he's Asian-y. Like, I don't know. Oh, I, mean, I don't mind them having two different skin tones as long as it's kind of consistent. And I don't, maybe it's the lighting in your photos, but there was one shot that's sort of almost, it looked like the, the flesh of his arm was a slightly different colour to the flesh of his face. Uh, look, I think that the, uh, I, I mean, mm. it's hard to tell, but I do actually think that there could be a bit of a difference between um, his head and left arm and his right arm. Yeah. Um, it could be a little bit lighter. I'm not, but again, it's hard to tell. I'm looking at it right now, but I have asked that, that question. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, look, I, I can see where this is coming from, from a couple of places. One obviously would be cost. The other is that, you know, the DC collectibles has had some pretty dire issues with paint. Um, and you know, they are in order to get these done at a cost that people will still pay. They are done overseas. That means you've got limited control over the quality control process. And so, you know, one way to, um, arrest that is to say, right, well, forget it. We're not painting, you know, we're doing this instead so that we're removing that element of it. And so I suppose if I've got to ultimately choose between, um, you know, a cross-eyed character with smudges everywhere and this, I probably would choose this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, so it is a, it's tricky. But when I look at some of the promo shots of this, I definitely do not get the feeling um, that uh, I, I wouldn't have gotten the feeling from it that it was constructed in this way. Um, mm. And that to me makes me, makes it, I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, look, I have to say, just looking at your photos, I do think it looks great. And so I haven't seen this in the flesh, but I, yeah. I do think it looks uh, amazing. And, and as I said, I think from an engineering point of view, it's yeah. fantastic. I don't know about from a, um, you know, an actual, you know, physical point of view. I'm sort of looking at where Black Canary's hand is on the top of his head, and I'm sort of thinking, you know, can I actually reach my arm back that far? And she's obviously a lot more. Yeah. Agile than I am. <laughs> it's actually right. not a huge angle when you look at, when you actually look at it in person. It's mm. not because she's she's pivoted. You know, she's like she's kind of angled. Mm. You know, into him. It's it is. I mean, not. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, look, it's it's really beautifully done, and I'm I'm definitely really happy to have it. Um, yeah. Dolly rating wise, I'm going to go eight out of ten. Um, just for that reservation that I have about the the um, the construction, but you know, he, sculpt is ten out of ten. You know, amazing job. Um, if you are after this, it is uh, just out. Um, it's been out just for a couple of weeks, and I have seen it around the traps. Um, so I would definitely suggest go and look um, now while you still can, because this will disappear and jump up in value um, uh, in a very short amount of time. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you, DC Collectibles. Um, Please don't do that with the boxes again, though. (laughs) Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Scotty. That was our final Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll run through some feedback before we wrap things up. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack? The Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle? Activate Ram! New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin? Fish bait for Luther? Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And, John, you've got something. Yep, I got something from uh, Jason G. And uh, he says, hey, dudes, thank you for mentioning me on episode 183. Just to give you an update, I'm currently on episode 185. Your show is the best action figure podcast on the net. I love the dynamic that you guys have. And as I get to know you guys, I think that we could be good friends. Perhaps someday we could all meet up at Outback Steakhouse. LOL. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That place sucks. (laughs) Really, there are much better places here. Eat here in the U.S. Wow. Keep up the great work and rock on, dudes. <laughs> uh, great feedback, Jason. I appreciate it. Look, yeah, I'd be more awesome. than more than happy to meet you at the um, the Cheesecake Factory. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've at, decided. I'll meet him at Outback Steakhouse if he's paying for my flights over. Uh, oh, true. Yeah. I decided every time I go to the U.S., I, I have to try like two of the the cheesecakes, and so I've, <laughs> I've managed to get through five now. So wow, about thirty five to go, I think. So, um, yeah, save me a seat, Jason. Hmm. All right, yes, moving I, on. I'm trying to, I'm wondering if, like, you know, 40 episodes from now, he still thinks we're the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe the quality's gone downhill since then. Sure. I wonder if it's going to take him another. Yeah, no, how I'm gonna... pretty sure that Jason really only started listening, like, this year or, 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 like, last year. So he's plowed through them in, you know, 
going, mm. going a lot faster than the dude that just gave us feedback about episode 16. That's yeah, true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he also thought we could be good friends, so there you go. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's all good. I'm happy to meet up with, uh, you know, anyone who, uh, yeah. Just wait till they see the behind the music episode. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Adam, you've got some feedback. I do. Andrew John Todd says, good episode, but at the end of my iTunes download, the feedback section was played twice, and he's given us the uh, the tongue-poking-out emoticon. <laughs> yeah, look, all I can say is that you're lucky you got a show last week at all. <laughs> my, my, my brain was so, like my, my brain was so broken by the time I was editing that thing just because of the week that I had that, um, yeah, I, I, will, I will fix it in, in for future downloads, so... Um, hopefully by the time Jason uh, downloads it, it'll be fine. But th- <laughs> but but th- I always appreciate those things being pointed out because obviously do my best. Yeah. But... I, I hadn't got to that part yet. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't. I haven't actually checked, but I believe. Uh, I believe Andrew. Um, I, I had to do my taxes on Thursday, so. <laughs> oh, of course, because it was the American. <laughs> yeah. um, April fifteenth is the the tax. Deadline. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right, yeah. Mr. Squatty, you have our last bit of feedback. Uh, yeah, this was a comment from our good friend Patrick Eukers on uh, the D- Dragon Ball Z review from last episode. And he said, Dragon Ball Z, or as my three year old once called it, that show where everyone goes, ah! <laughs> so you've got to go with the screaming face. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah, fair I thought that was more like ah, like you know, you opened a seven up. Like oh, a sigh, ah, the relaxation. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've left my with straight face on it, and he's doing the hucker. Oh, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. All right, chaps, that rounds things up and brings us to the end of another show. Hooray! Uh, it's that bit in the script where we say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Have your pets spayed or neutered? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at afblues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Time for the first of our three toys of the week for this episode, and who better to kick us off than Ben? So over to you, Ben. <laughs> Bloody mouse is frozen. It's <laughs> 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 oh, just trying to just trying to sort of get back to the the script, and my bloody mouse has had a fit. I think the battery the battery just. If you had a trackball, that wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> All right.